Welcome to Locked On NFL, your daily podcast on the National Football League on the number one daily sports podcast network. Brian Peacock with Matt Williamson. This episode of Locked On NFL is brought to you by Built Bar. Go to BuiltBar.com. Use promo code Locked On. You'll get $10 off your next order. Contract negotiations are sneaking into training camp, so we will talk about those. And one of my favorite pieces all year when it comes to fantasy football, and we're going to talk a lot of fantasy football over the next couple of weeks as a lot of drafts are happening or we're getting ready for the season. Your old colleague at ESPN, Matthew Berry, does a love-hate article, which is one of my favorites that has to do with fantasy football every year. Yeah, it's some real good stuff there. Matthew obviously does great work. He's a great guy. I got to know him in my 10 years and did some fantasy summits with them and whatnot too. Um, keep in touch with them a fair amount as well, but that, that's a hugely popular article. And you mentioned some signings. I think it's interesting because we are seeing teams more and more investing in their own and extending key core guys, but it's also, and this is going to lead us to, you know, the Dalvin cook situation. There's a ton of running backs that are set to hit the market this year because that draft class was just so strong with running backs that year, and now they're all coming up at the same time, which I don't think helps each other. I don't think that helps any one of their individual causes. You know what I've noticed about contracts, and and this is just anecdotal. I don't have any numbers to back it up. I feel like players are able to get open market money from their own teams in a lot of cases, like the Joey Bosa contract, would he have gotten more money if he became a free agent? I don't really think so. Uh, Patrick Mahomes, like people, like t- players are able right now to get that free open market money from their current teams, and they're asking for it. And I think that's what we're seeing a lot. And then when when players aren't able to get that money, they get really upset that they're not able to get this maximum value without going through the entire process and becoming a free agent, and then having that bidding war to bid up that contract to top of the market money. Yeah, I agree. And especially with the players like a Bosa, like a Mahomes that were early picks, have a lot of money in the bank, not you know nearly what they are about to sign for or recently signed for. I think where teams can get you know discounts on players is that undrafted free agent, the fifth, sixth, seventh round pick who really plays well for them their first couple of years but they don't have a ton in the bank by NFL standards. And you could say, hey, why don't I give you a signing bonus now, extend you so you don't hit the market. Um, Your wife at home says, yeah, we'll take the $5 million signing bonus when we don't have a ton in the bank. And because, you know, they haven't earned a lot yet. That's where I think you get your bargains as teams. I don't know that you get a huge bargain, certainly on a Mahomes or a Bosa. And they may have got a little bit more on the open market with a couple teams competing But in reality, they know what they're worth and they're going to get it. Dalvin Cook is an interesting one because he showed up for training camp. But now, according to NFL Network's Tom Pelissero, who is just breaking pretty much everything this year, I'm sure he's going to get a raise from NFL Network. Um, Obviously, he works for the NFL, so he gets some information fed to him. But a hardworking guy, uh, props to Tom Pelissero for the work he's done this offseason, especially in this breaking all the COVID news and some of the talks with teams. But uh, Dalvin Cook now, Vikings running back Dalvin Cook, broke off contract talks with his team and will focus on preparing for week one, which is uh, interesting because, you know, breaking off talks doesn't get you paid. So the way I look at this is, okay, look, I'm going to be a free agent and I'm going to, I just don't want to have this hanging over my head and a distraction. So we're done talking. Let's go play ball. Yeah, and 
it also makes me think the Vikes aren't talking in the neighborhood he wants to talk in. You know, I mean, if they were close and, you know, we're right in, in the neighborhood of your contract demands and what you think you're worth, maybe we would continue this and get this thing done. But the Vikes hold a lot of cards here. I mean, I mentioned there's so many top running backs set to hit the market this year. I mean, Joe Mixon, Alvin Kamara, I mean, all the way down the list, there's a lot of them, let alone the Marlon Maxson, Tariq Cohens, and James Connors. I mean, just go look at that draft class of running backs. It's remarkable. You know, Leonard Fournette, I mean, there's tons of them. So I think it's going to be a buyer's market. And even if two or three of those guys get locked up between now and then, and, you know, if you're the Vikes, I feel like the Vikes are in a transition year and kind of in a negative way where some of their best players are not young anymore. You know, they brought in a ton of draft picks. They've lost guys like Stefan Diggs and some big pieces on defense that I'm not sure that this year is going to be 10-11 win season. And they know Cook better than anyone. He's got a pretty darn extensive uh injury history and maybe they just don't want to put all their money into him right now, you know, and maybe the cap's going to be a little lower next year. Um, I know that probably wouldn't sit well with the player, but you can, you know, play, run him into the ground this year, give him carries like crazy. You still Madison behind him, franchise him, And then maybe a year from then, you know, after that point, he's just not worth much anymore. He could be used up at that point. And unfortunately, that's the life of an NFL running back. It's rough. Another player who's got a contract issue suddenly, and this this one's interesting because Melvin Ingram, who's a really good pass rusher for the Los Angeles Chargers. We just talked about his teammate Joey Bosa getting paid, and Melvin Ingram's sitting there thinking, oh, well, wait a second. Maybe I'm worth a little bit more money than I'm getting right now. And Joey Bosa himself uh, said, yeah, he's got to go do what's best for him. He's got to go get what he thinks he deserves. So right now, Melvin Ingram, he's he's at camp, but not practicing. So he's, he's holding out, but kind of like he's around. It's a very weird situation, but it sounds like uh, Melvin Ingram is not going to play, at least for now, until he gets a new contract. And this is one I don't quite understand because... I recently did those edge rankings and I had him a little lower than I expected. I didn't think he had a great year last year. Is this just a case of, well, Bosa's making all this money. Aren't I just as good as him? Isn't it my turn? And the answer, frankly, is no. You know, you're a little older and you're not quite as good and you're coming off not a great season. Um, And the Chargers have a lot of free agents to be anyway outside of, you know, the Ingram. So maybe he's not a top priority. Um, And that's not to say he's not a very, very good player. I think he was like my 12th ranked edge guy in a league that's littered with them. I just don't know that now's the time to, you know, go about this, this fashion. And I know his contract's up, but it just seems like a lot of these guys three years ago or whatever, sign a big deal. They're at the top of the market. And then you have to realize that's not going to last year after year. You're going to fall down that list. And okay, so he is maybe a little underpaid for right this minute, but you cashed out, you know, like, let's not forget what you did. And I'm only paying for what you're going to do from this point on. And what you put on tape doesn't make me think I'm going to give you a Bosa like contract. I'm not sure exactly what he's looking for. If it's a long term big money deal, he's not going to get what Bosa made five years, 135 million. And Ingram's not underpaid necessarily. He's making 14 million dollars this year. 
No guarantees, though, so maybe he wants some guarantees. Maybe he doesn't want to practice fully and risk injury because his contract's not guaranteed or something like that, so maybe he's going to wait until week one and then jump back in there just to not put his body because, according to Anthony Anthony Lynn, Melvin Ingram has been in meetings and around at walkthroughs, so he's around, just not practicing, so it's it's a sort of a weird non-holdout with him. I don't know what he's looking for, if he wants that full deal or if he's just trying to not get hurt because his current deal is not guaranteed. Yeah. And I mean, it doesn't sound like he's being disruptive necessarily. I assume he is walking around, as you mentioned, because then they can't find him. I mean, the new CBA is not kind to holdouts. He's not holding out. He's just not practicing. Is he refusing to practice? I mean, I wonder how that conversation goes. And you're look, I'll, I'll, you put your GM head on. If you're running the Chargers, you probably can't afford to pay both. And you already picked. I don't think you already picked Bosa. So it might be that situation where you listen to offers potentially for Ingram, or at least let him walk when his contract is up. It seems like that's the path you have to go down with Ingram, unless you, you really want to dump all that money into both edge players. And I wouldn't blame him because it's an important position. Right. And uh, they, again, they have a lot of other dudes up for free agency. Maybe you'd rather invest in Hunter Henry and people like that. Um, I tend to think that, I mean, in terms of listening to offers, I thought about that with Dalvin cook too. Like what if the, what if they start out two and four and you got Madison sitting there and somebody offers you a second round pick for cook or, you know, things don't go, I wouldn't listen right now if I was the chargers or the bikes, but if the season doesn't go swimmingly, you know, maybe you move, maybe they are tra- trade candidates. I wouldn't be shocked if either players traded in. Yeah. I think- Somebody would pay those guys. Right. I think somebody will pay them, and I think someone would be willing to trade for them, depending on how the season goes. Um, but yeah, not right now. I think both teams want to compete and, and should at least be competitive. I don't know if in the end, though, when they reevaluate mid, mid-season, if it's like, okay, we're, we're going for this thing, or yeah, maybe that offer that we got at the beginning of the season, maybe we'll call that team back and say, hey, you still want to do that? Yeah, and we'll we'll use the picks and use our money and on other things inside our team that we need to keep around. Love hate. Who does Matthew Barry love and hate? This is a fun article. I want to dive into some of this with you, Matt. Next, but first, I would like to tell everybody out there about Built Bar. Built Bar is back. We sold them out. They came back new flavors, some of the same old flavors in a special deal for our listeners. And again, if you don't know what Built Bars are, you got to check them out. They are a protein bar that tastes like a candy bar. High protein, low calorie, low sugar, high fiber, great for a keto diet. Look at these flavor profiles. One of my favorites is peanut butter. You get 19 grams of protein in that one, only 180 calories and five grams of sugar. If you want even fewer calories, check out the cookies and cream, a new flavor that I'm excited to try. 17 grams of protein, only 130 calories, and only 4 grams of sugar with 4 grams of net carbs. Special offer for our listeners. And by the way, Built Bar has reset their promo code. So if you've used it before, you can use code Locked On again and potentially get a free cooler with purchase while supplies right. last. Go to BuiltBar.com, use promo code Locked On, you'll get $10 off your next order. That's promo code locked on for $10 off at builtbar.com. You know who I love is our listeners, Matt. And I want to remind yeah. everybody out there about the new podcast that's coming up, the Peacock and Williamson NFL show. If you haven't heard about it, the feed is up. We're not going live on the feed yet. We will be simulcast in a couple of weeks on both Lockdown NFL and the new Peacock and Williamson feed. That feed should be there for all of your 
podcast apps, wherever you listen to podcasts, go there, subscribe right now so you get that feed. And then Monday, September 7th, we will be 100% only on the new Peacock and Williamson NFL podcast feed. And this show, Locked On NFL, it's not going anywhere. We just won't be involved. It's going to be much more like the format that Locked On NBA follows, where there's a new host every day taking you through what's going on around the league and and checking in with some different um, hosts. So it should be a lot of fun. But Matt, you and I, we're moving on up. We're getting our own show, our names on the marquee, the Peacock and Williamson NFL show coming up very soon. Yeah, and people that are used to this show it's going to be really the exact same thing. I got a lot of questions on Twitter. You're still going to have pretty much the same format. I mean, you're still going to have guests. You're still going to review games on Monday, all those type of things. We still going to have Twitter Thursday. Yeah. I mean, it's um, exactly the same thing. It's just a new name, but you guys need to do something. I need a favor. We need a favor. You need to go hit subscribe now before we even start going live because I mean, that's our livelihood is the down the downloads and we need to get those numbers up. I know you had listeners that were called the practice squad back in the NFL pot or back in the uh, ESPN podcast days, Matt. Yeah. Did those bring that back? Is there, are they still eligible for the practice squad or have they, have they outgrown that designation? Can, can we bump some of them up to the active roster? Are they still tackling dummies? What's the, what's the criteria for being on the practice squad or potentially being elevated to the, the 53 man roster? Yeah, that, that's a good call. I mean, I, I think we do need to go back to that. I kind of drifted away with from that 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 moniker um, when I started this 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 podcast. I would kind of make fun of our listeners and call them the tackling dummies, um, and my, my buddy Robert Flores would call them the practice squad. You know, they're they're so valuable. We can always use them. They make us better for game day. You know, mm-hmm. um, so I kind of go back and forth on that, depending how they treat us. I suppose. Right. Okay. Yeah. So practice squad <laughs> means you have some some promise to be elevated. Uh, tackling dummy means you're you're probably going to get cut at the end of camp, and you're just <laughs> right. Okay. Right. No, I got it. I like that. Uh, I like that a lot. Uh, speaking of ESPN, let's check in with Matthew Barry's latest, one of the most fun articles about fantasy football every year. Matthew Barry's love hate, starting with quarterbacks that Matthew Barry loves in 2020 i want to see if you agree with some of these matt dak prescott tom brady daniel jones ben roethlisberger are some of the quarterbacks that matthew berry loves this year big ben first of all you you know the steelers better than anybody big ben what are your thoughts on him coming into this year after missing all of last year all reports are good he's throwing the football well he's lost a lot of weight he's super involved um, I think their receiving core is decent, very young. Um, they threw the ball an awful lot two years ago when Ben was, you know, before his injury. I don't know that I'm doing cartwheels for the old guys in fantasy, though. You know, Brady, Ben, non-runners. But one thing I've been talking about that isn't super fantasy related, but is kind of quarterback centric, is I think a lot of these defenses are going to have to be more vanilla and less disguise with their coverage because they're counting on new pieces. And if you give Ben breeze, Brady rivers, I mean, these old school Ben, they're done at quarterback heavy doses of cover two, cover three base stuff like that. They're going to carve it up. I like big Ben for the Steelers and their mm-hmm. wins and losses more so than I like them for my fantasy team. I would put me it too. that way for Ben Roethlisberger. The name that surprised me on here was Daniel Jones. Uh, he he sees a breakout candidate here in year two for Daniel Jones with some weapons like Saquon Barkley, Sterling Shepard, Evan Ingram, Golden Tate, Darius Slayton on offense. 
I like his weapons. I like the fact that he runs. He has no comp. I mean, he's not going to get benched. He's the guy, better or worse. I don't think he's a great player or a great prospect. I don't think his protection is particularly strong either. You know, Nate Solder opted out, counting on some new pieces of tackle. And more importantly, their opening schedule is Steelers Monday night. I think they then, I'm not looking at it, then they got the Bears, the Niners, and the Rams. I mean, like the first month is not fantasy friendly and couldn't be any fantasy scarier. I think you're going to hate most of these quarterbacks coming up for that uh, Matthew Barry loves. Well, Tom Brady. I, I don't know what the thoughts are here on Tom Brady. I think he can have a much better fantasy football year, and I love his receivers. Are you drafting him to be your QB1 on your fantasy team? I don't think. I mean, again, I don't think he'll run at all, of course. Um, I think his value, and this sounds bad to say about the, you know, one of the best players to ever play the game, the beauty of Brady to me, and this isn't very fantasy relevant, is – He's not going to turn. He's not going to throw thirty picks. <laughs> you know, I mean, the, the method for the Bucks to win games is kind of a caretaker quarterback. I do like Dak Prescott. Are you in the love category with Dak? A lot. I mean, Lamar and Mahomes stand alone, and it's between Dak and Watson for me of who my number three Ooh. is, and I'm leaning towards Dak. I oh, think wow. that offense is loaded. So Dak Dak Prescott's going to be in a lot of. Team Williamson's in this fantasy season. Unless well, he, well, I'm not a believer in using high picks yeah. on quarterbacks, but I think if I, I mean he would be one I would be tempted with. I don't think he's being drafted as QB three though, is he? I don't think. Okay. I think he's just in that next tier with Wilson and Kyler and, and Watson, and some have Allen in that tier as well. Um, I think he's pretty clearly the third one for me though. When you do factor in ADP, I wouldn't be shocked if Tom Brady was the first quarterback I drafted but I just don't know how high he's going to go in some leagues because name value and, and his weapons will put him up pretty high, I think, for some people. But he's been drafted pretty low recently, and, and he's ranked pretty low to start with. So maybe there's some potential that Tom Brady could end up on my teams, even though I'm not super high on, on the, the, the quarterbacks that are listed here on his love. And the other thing is the two quarterbacks that Matthew Barry lists as quarterbacks he hates in 2020 – our two players, I think, are absolutely going to have better years than they did last year, that being Aaron Rodgers and Jimmy Garoppolo. Yeah, as a late guy, I mean, if you really, really wait, I like Garoppolo, and I, I like his schedule. I think, you know, you talk about this a lot, you know, one more year in that Shanahan system I think could pay off huge for him. Rodgers is kind of in lump with Brady that they're all-time greats. Their best days are behind them. I don't think Rodgers is going to be the fantasy asset that he usually is, and he hasn't been lately. So I know he's not going super early in drafts, but I'm not huge on him. Running backs in 2020 that Matthew Berry loves. Clyde Edwards-Hilaire, everybody loves him right now. Austin Eckler, I like that one. Josh Jacobs, Chris Carson of the Seahawks, David Johnson of the Texans. Hmm. David Johnson is pretty cheap and I think they're going to throw the ball a ton and but it's been so long since he's been good um third fourth round maybe I think Jacobs has a chance to be a true star the the rest of this list isn't making huge waves for me I'm not disagreeing or agreeing I know Edwards Hilaire though is really the shiny new thing and in an amazing offense and I respect that but for fantasy, my worries are, and I've said this a couple times on the podcast, he was very questionable in protection last year at LSU. And the Chiefs knew that, and you know they, they drafted him anyway and probably aren't going to ask him to pick up a lot of linebackers blitzing. 
but they rarely run the ball in the first half. And yeah, he'll catch the passes while they you know try to build a lead. But is he the type of back that's going to seal the lead late in the game when they're winning by two scores? I don't know that that's his role either. Is he the goal line back? I mean, there's a lot of fantasy goodness that I'm not sure is going to go to him. Here's the question with David Johnson in Houston. He's a good receiving back, but they have Duke Dude. Johnson. So, yeah. like, is he even going to get that role? I mean, I just, I'm staying away from everything with the Texans' backfield. I'm just, I'm not touching it. I'll, I'll take Deshaun Watson, and he might even get, go too high. I, I just don't know if there's going to be anybody from the Texans on my fantasy football teams this year because there's just too many unknowns. And, and, you know, he would have to go so late. An interesting one is Chris Carson, and I like Chris Carson because I know exactly what the Seahawks offense is going to look like, and I'm not afraid that Rashawn Penny or Carlos Hyde or anybody else on that roster is going to take any of those carries away from Chris Carson if he's healthy. And so if I, like you had the question on yesterday's show about what you were doing at pick number seven, if you did wait on running back and then Chris Carson, who's going, you know, in the round four range is there, then I'm drafting Chris Carson. So I kind of do like that one. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I, I think he's a very solid num RB two. Um, I think Hyde's a better player than people tend to think, but none of the competition, as you mentioned, in Seattle scares me at all. He is a little bit of a fumbler. I mean, that could hurt him, and injuries are a slight concern. But they run the ball a lot. I mean, I think he's a very solid pick. That's not going to win your league for you, and I think you'll be very happy with though. I love Austin Eckler. But yeah, there is a report that worries me. This one just came out from practice yesterday. Austin Eckler and Justin Jackson are both receiving first team reps during Chargers in-house scrimmage. Does that worry you at all? A little, a little. I mean, they just invested in Eckler. He's a great player, but I think he's, you know, Kamara and needs the Ingram Murray type guy. That looks like it's going to be Jackson. They also used a draft pick on, on a, a running back of size. So I don't think Eckler's your goal line guy. I mean, I think that's safe to say. I think it'll be, you know, a, a big factor. But, you know, Phillip Rivers throws to backs. Does Tyrod Taylor throw to backs like Rivers used to? Eh, yeah. I have some mixed feelings He's on gonna that. He's going to check down as much. And look, keep him fresh. So I, I, you don't want Eckler pounded into the ground either. As long as he's no. getting a, a lot of work in the passing game and, you know, it's half and half as far as carries go and, you know, and and – Justin Jackson's worked in there and, and he's got some short yardage stuff, then I'm fine with that. And that actually keeps Austin Eckler fresh all season long. I kind of like that. Right. But if they're actually splitting touches, then that's a very bad thing for as high as I would want to take Austin Eckler. Yeah, and using him not as a workhorse is probably the best thing for the Chargers. Running backs, Matthew Berry hates in 2020. Coming up, we'll look into some other positions as well and finish up this Wednesday episode. Locked on NFL. Folks, I want to tell you about DoorDash. They're a new sponsor of ours that I've been using for a long time, honestly. And DoorDash is the app that brings you food you're craving right now, right to your door. Ordering is super easy. Open the DoorDash app, choose what you want to eat, and your food will be left safely outside your door with the new contactless delivery drop-off setting. With over 300,000 partners in the U.S., Puerto Rico, Canada, and Australia, you can support your local go-tos or choose from your favorite national restaurants like Chipotle, Wendy's, the Cheesecake Factory. Many of your local favorite restaurants are still open for delivery. Just open the DoorDash app, select your favorite local restaurant, and your food will be left at your door. 
DoorDash deliveries are now contactless to keep communities we operate in very safe. So right now, our listeners get $5 off and zero delivery fees on their first order of $15 or more when you download the DoorDash app and enter our code Locked On. all one word. That's $5 off and zero delivery fees on your first order when you download the DoorDash app in the App Store and enter Locked On. Don't forget, that's code Locked On for $5 off your first order with DoorDash. Really quick here, with the running backs that he loves, Clyde Edwards-Hilaire and Josh Jacobs, how high is too high for those guys? Because everybody loves those two running backs. I like Jacobs better of the two, and I can envision a scenario where next year we're saying, should I take Josh Jacobs third overall? So I think Jacobs in that seven, eight, nine range is when I'm becoming a buyer. You know, I mentioned the seven slot yesterday was a, a real problem for me, and I went with Mixon. I think Jacobs isn't far off that conversation. The more I think about Edwards Hilaire, though, he's going to be on a different team for me. I mean, uh, he's more of a mid-second rounder in my eyes, and I might regret that and say, boy, this guy's a great talent on a great situation, and I missed the boat. I just think that I wish that he would – I knew he was getting more carries. <laughs> you know, I mean, everyone – I mean, I know receptions are worth more, and that's the worry with, with Jacobs is he's not getting enough catches. But I want my running backs to get carries, too. A couple of honorable mentions in the running backs to love category. Kareem Hunt, who I've been all about, so I'm with Matthew Barry on that one. Yeah. And uh, Raheem Mostert. Raheem Mostert's running with the first team with the 49ers. If he does get a bulk of the carries, you want that Shanahan running back. Raheem Mostert led the league in yards per carry last year. He could be your RB1 league-wide, and right now he's not being drafted that way. So those are two names I do really like. Yeah, agreed, agreed. But some, you know, there's some... There's some reason why they're not going super high, so there's some downside to drafting those guys too, but I'm all about it. I, I like where they're going. Yeah, I mean, McKinnon's looming. I mean, just Shanahan running backs in general were a little scary. Shenanigans, you know, whatever they, how they call it. And Hunt. <laughs> I think Hunt is startable with Chubb, and that has value, obviously, and will catch a fair amount of passes as well. And he's just a really good player. Right, it's not it's not like you draft either one of those guys and then you can't use them week to week. Maybe they uh-huh. underperform what you expect, but they they could way overperform their draft slot too, which is what I'm looking for. So playable and potential to way overperform. Yeah, agreed, agreed. And you definitely think Mostert's going to be the Niners' leading ball carrier. Yeah, huh? and look, they're going to go most rushing yards. Yeah, the, the, he at the end of the year he'll have the most carries and the most uh-huh. rushing yards. He had the same exact amount of carries as. Tevin Coleman last year, and Shanahan was kind of stubbornly starting Coleman every week. I don't, that's not going to be the case now. They gave him a little bit more money. He makes the most money yeah. on the roster. He's working with the ones in camp, um, and they're all going to get filtered clear. in, but they run the ball so well, it doesn't matter if he takes some of the carries. So um, It's a big pie. Right, and then also yeah. you can draft Jarek McKinnon super late in your drafts too, just in case, and he's going to be worked in as a, as a passing down back too, if he's healthy. So, you know, there, there's some value there with the 49ers running back group because none of them are going super high, but if you hit on the one who gets all of the carries, then you're golden. Here's a guy on the hate list, Miles Sanders, that you and I both love. I like him a lot. I mean, I know that he's a little banged up right now, um, but the, the report is he should be ready for week one. He's an immense talent. I think he's a really good receiver, kind of like Jacobs. I think we might have the conversation next year. Should I take Miles Sanders third overall? I mean, that's how this this running back thing goes. I mean, the rookie year doesn't – you flash. The second year you take over. And I think it's a good offense. 
He's a good receiver. He's a good runner. He's athletic. There's upside there, and they haven't brought anybody in that's going to be a worry that's going to take touches away from him. So I still love no. Miles Sanders until they go sign um, Freeman. Or- yeah, and, yeah, they sign Freeman tomorrow. Then it's like, oh, crap. Okay, well, there you go. But uh, for right now, I love Miles Sanders, even where he's being taken. You know, early round two is perfect. I like him there. Leonard Fournette, and- uh, I agree with that one, though. Oh, I don't want anything to do with Fournette. Yeah. I mean, I just think he's, they don't seem to like him. He doesn't seem to like them. I know he caught a ton of passes, but they were very easy. You know, they weren't, you know, difficult routes to run. He didn't make a lot out of those receptions. And yeah, he'll score more than three touchdowns or whatever. But I haven't really liked the way he's run lately either. I mean, maybe he gets traded at the trade deadline and some new team is happy to have him and he reinvigorates him and, Oh, by the way, he's got bad ankles. You know, like, there's a lot of negatives before that. <laughs> right. DeAndre Swift is an interesting one on the hate list, and I like on Johnson a lot, and I like DeAndre Swift a lot, but together, I don't really want to spend on either one of them until, you know, if one of them broke their leg, I'm all about the other one, like, tomorrow. Yeah. But right now, I'm kind of with Matthew Barry on this. Uh, I'm kind of staying away from that Detroit backfield. Yeah, and I think a receiving back, as a rookie with this COVID situation has a harder time fitting in than a, uh, a more of a pure runner, a traditional back as a rookie. And, and, you know, I think Swift is going to be the passing down guy, but you got to know all the protections. You got to know all the route concepts that might take some time. And like you said, I think carry on Johnson's good. You know, like if I was a team, I'd be calling the, the lions and yep. see if I get carry on Johnson cheap. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I, I'd be calling about carry on Johnson before I'd be calling about, Dalvin Cook. Yeah, right. You get him much cheaper. Yes. You don't have to pay him for a while. Mm-hmm. I think he's a really good player. Absolutely. I'm with you on that. All right. We'll, we'll check in with pass catchers later in the week, Matt, but we're like getting close to Twitter Thursday. So Twitter Thursday tomorrow. Find me at BD Peacock on Twitter. Find Matt at Williamson NFL. We'll have a tweet out there that you can respond to as well. Get involved with tomorrow's Twitter Thursday right here. Locked on NFL. Oh, and don't forget to subscribe to Peacock and Williamson NFL show feed that is out there coming soon. We're pumped for it. All right. Thanks again. Talk to you tomorrow right here.